You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast, episode number 30. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page. And coaches, I've just opened up the waiting list for The Leading Coach, which is my brand new three-month group program, which helps coaches get clients on demand and grow a six-figure business. So um, this is the first time that I've launched a group program. Normally, The Leading Coach, has uh, it's only been one-to-one coaching up until date for the last couple of years. Uh, so, you know, if you're a coach that is currently making say between zero and two and a half K a month on average, and you want to be also around a like-minded group of coaches that are in a similar position as you and going through the exact same things, then the leading coach is going to be perfect for you. And because this is the first time that I'm launching as a group, I'm going to be offering the founding members a really special rate. I'm going to be offering them a heavily discounted price for the first round only. Now, the doors and the launch is on November the 19th, 2020. And the waiting list to get onto this is open right now because I'm only going to be doing this for a very small, intimate group. So the spaces are obviously limited. Um, to get on the waiting list, the uh, the link to that is in the show notes of this episode. But um, you know, today's episode, I was a guest on the Let's Grow Together podcast. So this one is just me talking about um, how to discover your greatness and build a compelling vision. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, we are back, and I'm excited getting some new perspective, <laughs> new people. Love the energy already. So excited. Luke Page, welcome to the show. Nikki B, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Um, um, my eyes are slightly closed this morning. It's 5.30 here in Australia, and I, I get up at 5.30. Today, I had to get up at 5, but... um. I think throughout the night, you know, when like, this is what's been going on. Yeah. Like I've got, uh, I've got a, I don't even know what model this is an iPhone seven plus or something. Um, and I got the screen fixed recently. You know how you drop the phone and then the crack, they crack the crack. Got to the point where I'm like, you've got to get this thing fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so I got it fixed and I don't know if you've ever had it, but when they fix it and they stuff the sensor up and sometimes you look at it and it's going all crazy. Have you ever had that? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So since I got a fix maybe two weeks ago, that's been happening a little bit. And what I've figured out is when I wake up in the morning, like the screen's going crazy. It's almost like people are pushing the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> What's been happening is my alarm hasn't been going off because the alarm triggers and then it's like someone's pushing stop, if that makes sense. So my alarm sometimes goes off, sometimes doesn't. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, but I've figured it out why it's because it doesn't it, like, for example, it's not doing it now. Um, but why it's been doing it, it, it does it when it gets cold. So overnight it, uh, I don't know, maybe the screen gets slightly like cold and then it makes it triggers it and makes it push everything anyway. So 
<laughs> what I've done is I've been sleeping with the phone inside the bed, right? <laughs> so it's warm. So the alarm's been going off the last few mornings. However, like this morning, I've had to get up for this and make sure that I'm getting up right. And plus, it's I've had to get up for half an hour earlier. So I think I've gone to bed a little bit anxious, worried that I'm going to sleep through and miss this podcast. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being uh, <laughs> up so early today to be on this uh, on the show. That is awesome. Maybe <laughs> maybe go back to you know one of those old school alarm clocks that uh, I think some people still use. Oh, uh, the ones where you <laughs> smash them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The smashing ones and you get the hammer out and just break the table. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Oh (laughs) man. man. Too funny. Well, I appreciate you, you you know, again, getting up early and you are uh, a special treat. You're the first person I've had on the show. Um, not from the United States. So welcome. Oh, awesome, man. Man, that's, that's, that's great. Well, there you go. Representing, representing the Aussies. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited to get some different per, uh, different perspective. Um, so mm. real quick, just uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, who, who you are, what you do and, and who you serve. Absolutely, man. So yeah, my name's uh, Luke Page. Um, I help coaches build their online business to, to six figures. So I do that by helping them sell with ease, get more clients and spread their greatness. So I've been doing this for, um, yeah, I've had my business for a couple of years, but my background has come from the same industry. And, um, yeah, I was working for a, uh, a nine figure coaching company where we helped them build their online business to six and seven figures. So kind of learned my, um, I worked really closely with the, the boss and founder of that. I'm, I'm kind of one of those dudes where I see someone and, and a leader or some, a thought leader or anything like that. And I just stick to them. Yeah. Any chance I get, I'm like, I'm just going to learn from this person. Shut up, forget everything that I know. And this, like this, yeah, just go, what do you want me to do? What do I need to do to kind of, you know, get to where you are to some things? So I learned heaps from this dude. Um, and yeah, prior to that, I've kind of just always, like I've been like just taught people sales, Nick. So for like the last 11 years or so. So that's kind of my background and how it's led me to what I'm doing now. Awesome. Cool. Yes. You know, seeing those people, it's inspiring. And I've, I've been compared similar to like being a sponge. And I feel that's such yeah. an important part in, uh, you know, being mm. around, you know, when you're around people to take that in and not just, you know, assume, you know, stuff. And mm. one thing that you said that kind of resonated and stood out to me, you know, like making people see their greatness. And like, that's something that I definitely um, say often as well. You know, I just know that there's so much more power among people and like working to unlock that. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. like what kind of like your definition of greatness is, or, you know, like what that really means to you. Mate, nice question. I, you know what? I actually just started, you know, in your little, I help statement. Um, I've just, I actually just changed that a few weeks ago to kind of add that in there. Cause like the little, I help statement, like it changes from time to time. Yeah. And I think as, as we evolve, we speak differently and we describe us what we do slightly differently. Ultimately it's always the same with me helping coaches build their business. Right. But it's like, well, what do I, how do I help them? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I have a strong focus on sales cause that's my specialty. Um, yeah. Help them get clients. But then I'm like, well, what else do I ultimately do? Yeah. And um, it, it, it kind of come from a realization within myself, Nick, because 
one thing that like I'm, I'm 34 and I've, I don't know, I've just like, I've, I feel like I've kind of been on this journey to self-development for such a long time. Yeah. Since I was like 16, I started getting into this stuff. So even though I'm 34, but I just been doing this stuff for 18 years. Right. And it's like, you know, books after books, course after course, that type of thing. You know how it is. <laughs> um, and I know recently, right, from, from starting this business, what I got into because um, I didn't have, like I, I didn't even have an Instagram account when I started this business and the main platform I teach people on is Instagram, right? So I think when I started my own business, I got so heavily into the strategy and mechanics of it all to make sense because I'm like, well, I've got to learn social media. If I'm going to be teaching these people how to use social media, I've got to learn how to do social media. I've got to learn how to do marketing and everything like that. And I just really put my head down for probably a year and a half and just like learned heaps around that area. And I found I got in regards to my communication to people and how exactly I helped them and the focus that I helped them with was really strategy and mechanics based. Like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to market. We need to sell. Um, and then I think that the more and more I got into that, yeah, it's like I lost sight of the big picture. It's almost like I lost sight of when I first started it. I'm like, you know, I was heavily focused on vision. Like when I left the, the previous company, I'm like, well, this is my vision. I'm going to be doing this. And this is, you know, this is where I'm heading and everything like that. And that was a big focus on it. But then I found that as I got deeper into, well, I really need to learn about the marketing and the sales strategy around this and this and this, so I can teach people and da, 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 and get them results. I slightly lost connection of that. And then I just read a book recently. Um, the magic of thinking big, if anyone's read that, and I also reread Think and Grow Rich because I haven't read that in like 10 years. And I'm like, I just wanted to get, I just found that I, I, I was redoing my goals um, for the year. And my coach just like challenged me on them. And he's like, you know, these goals are like, these goals are shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these goals are like, they're just small. And I'm like, you're right. They're small. <laughs> They were so limited thinking goals, yeah. And um, you know what, Nick? It was actually um, it was when I started doing BBD, James, straight away, going into the goal section and seeing everyone. Um, for everyone listening to this, Nick and I are in a program together. Um, yeah, and seeing everyone in the group, like, getting these amazing results so quickly and all that. And it's just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm just limiting myself so much. And then I made the realization that I'm like, man, I've lost so much focus on the big picture stuff, the dynamics. And it just made me relook at things. And I'm like, yeah, I doubled my goal for starters. Like the first thing I did, I was doubled my 12 month goal. And then I said, you know what, for the next three months, I'm not going to read one book or anything on marketing or sales, it is purely going to be about me thinking bigger. That's it. That's going to be my focus and raising life. And then from there, I'm like, I looked at my little, I help, how do I describe myself? And I'm like, I think I was saying something like helping coaches build their online business to six figures, helping them sell uh, something. It was almost like how, how to teach them how to sell and market and everything like that. 
And then I'm like, how do I feel about that right now based off where I'm, what I'm going through? And I'm like, it doesn't resonate with this new direction that I'm taking. Yeah. And this new focus. And yeah, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like that I had got my greatness back. Yeah. I'd feel like that for the last year I had been really working from a limited space. Whereas like I was only working from purely the mind. Yeah. And I wasn't using my higher self and everything like that. And this greatness thing came out. Yeah. I'm like, how do I describe this? And I'm like, you know, we all have this internal greatness and we want to spread it through the, through across the world, but we find it hard to, because we're scared. Yeah. Or we don't think we're good enough or we're not ready or we don't have the skills or whatever it is. And that's the common thing that I help a lot of my, my clients with. Yeah. It's like, it's not that they don't have the skills or the experience, it's that they are too scared or they don't think they're ready. Just like I, same thing. Yeah. Like I, I doubled my goal just like that. Nothing changed except for me just believing it. Yeah. Nothing changed. That's it. And it's no difference for everyone else. Like if you think you're only going to make 200 K the next 12 months, well, you'll only make 200 K if you get that. But if you think you're going to make a million, then you can make a million. So nothing changes. It's just your belief in it. So that's where it all came from. Love it. Full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I think that's such an important part of, um, you know, and I've been focusing a lot on goals as well in like really focusing on 90 days. I love what you said about not reading any books, not watching any courses, just like thinking bigger right now and kind of how mm. we're going about doing that. And I'd love to learn more kind of about, about, how you like set your goals in general and like do you have a bunch of goals or is it one goal like how are you how have you kind of thought bigger and now refocused on this goal yeah man look the, the main thing is um just like the 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 12 month goal well actually let's go big picture so i re um having a vision yeah you get like if You've got to ultimately, we've got to know why we're here. Yeah. It's, it's the old cliche thing. I don't even know the words to it, but it's like, how do we, how do we know where we're going if we don't have a destination type thing? Right. Um, and I think regarding vision, especially if anyone's newer here is usually when we're new to something, a lot of the time we don't think we necessarily need clarity on our vision. It's almost like, well, I'm new to things. And the first thing I want to focus on is kind of, making a bit of money and um, you know, then once I'm making money and maybe I'm hired staff, then I can get serious on the vision. But I think it's the most important thing because, you know, building a, a business like isn't the easiest thing to do. Yeah. It's, it, it comes with its challenges. And as much as there's going to be amazing times, there's going to be times where you, you don't want to fucking do it. And it's, um, there's going to be times where it, things don't go to plan. Um, and I think if we're not, if we lose sight of why we're doing it, we lose sight of our vision, we can just get caught up into, oh, this is too fucking hard. Do we swear on this, by the way, Nick? You're good. We, You're good. We're all good. good. All right, sweet. Um, should have asked you that before. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like if we, if we get too caught up in the day-to-day stuff and the day-to-day stuff, isn't always amazingly enjoyable. Um, especially in the early days, like you've got to wear all the hats. Yeah. So, um, me personally, I've got a, a few couple of months ago, I hired a VA to start doing some work for me, which is 
helped me take away a lot of tasks that I just hate doing, but there's still things in the business where I don't enjoy doing that I've, I've got to do at the moment. Um, but would I love to dish that off and, and give that to someone? I can't wait until I do that. Yeah. Um, so there's things that you, you've got to do that you don't necessarily like, but with the, from the vision point of view, it's, um, it helps us keep on moving forward and it also keeps us on track. Yeah. Just like what I said, I almost got a little bit lost, um, because I'd forgotten my vision mm-hmm. and I got a little bit off path and that's what tends to happen when you don't have a clear vision. So yeah, the first thing Nick would be getting really, really clear on what that vision is. Yeah. Like, and I always say, cause it's one thing that I, I help my clients. One of the first things I do with them is we, we create a vision. Yeah. And, um, I love how it's like, you don't take your own advice sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, one of the first things I do is, um, yeah, I get them to redo their vision and some of them are like, oh, I've already done this stuff. And I'm like, guess what? We're doing it again. Because when you did it, doesn't mean it's set in stone. When you did do it, you're a different version speaking to me right in this moment than when you wrote it or mapped it out whenever you did it previously, even if it was a week ago. Let's go through it now. Let's refocus on it. And let's also have a different perspective on it because the way people teach vision, the way I teach it compared to the next person, it's always different. Yeah. So if someone talks about vision, I love it. I love when people speak about vision. I love when I, I, I come across a teacher that teaches you how to set your vision because it's always from a different perspective. I can take stuff from it. And I always, there's always something in there where I'm like, Oh, I haven't thought of it that way. Or I haven't, I haven't, I don't, I don't use that approach myself. Um, so yeah, we go through vision we get really clear on it. Um, and the way I say it, it's almost like a vision should be so big that it's almost impossible to reach. It's not about reaching it. Yeah. It's not something that you want to be setting where it's like, oh, I'll get that in five or 10 years. I personally think it should be so massive that it's like so, so big that it's a never ending journey for you to reach this thing. Because, you know, if you're going to reach this thing in five, 10 years, then what happens when you achieve your vision? You're done. It's like, Oh, all right, guys, we'll um, call a meeting. Thanks everyone for being a part of the company. We've reached our vision. Time to close the door. (laughs) 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 Um, And another thing it's, it's the old, like, you know, it's almost like the reaching up into that massive potential. Yeah. If it's so big, we're really stepping up and stepping up. But if it's only kind of small, we don't need to, we don't feel we need to step up as much. So I think it's from a growth aspect. It's, it's really good. Um, so yeah, the three things I get, um, we get clear on is what impact we have. Yeah. So from a contribution to the world, what impact are we having on people in the world? So it's, people focused yeah how are we giving up through through our business and our vision and what we're here for how are we giving back to people in the world the next one is the income ultimately yeah we're in business for money and you might be someone right now going well i'm not not about the money it's it's about that you don't have money you don't have a business right so and if you're really if you if you really love giving back to the world the more money you make the more impact you're going to make of course yeah so what is the income what money do you want to make like and again like there's no boundaries here. So if to you, $50 million is like a crazy amount of money. Like there's no reason why you can't put down a hundred million or 150 million. Like, like this again, think big. I always challenge everyone just to go, well, what's my thinking here? 
and this why not go a next level why not it's not going to hurt it's only just going to expand your thinking and you know well how do i actually make that happen and then the last one is operations so how does your perfect business operate um explain everything in detail yeah like how many staff do you have? What are the roles? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? Um, you know, do you have an office? If you do, describe it to me. What's the culture like? Everything. What do you like? Yeah, just literally describe it word for word and really get into it. And that's the yeah, that's 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 what we kind of go through. And um, I just love hearing people's visions. It's this one area that I've always like just got really inspired by. So that's it. It's I. It's one of my most favorite things that I go through and have an exercise with my clients. So that would be the first thing. Um, I made, what was the original question? What was the, the habits that I have to set goals? Setting your goals. I mean, that was so yeah. awesome. You know, like I feel inspired to just making bigger goals in general, you know? So I guess the mm-hmm. next step was, and you, you somewhat answered it in a certain sense and like, all right, so you're focusing on your, um, your impact goals. So are you getting specific in your impact goals? Like how many people do you want to impact? And then like, obviously, um, from an income standpoint, that's something that's more, um, you know, specific, very easily measurable. And then operations that's, you know, again, can get pretty specific on that, um, as well. And it ties in, I think a lot to what you were saying in regards to the vision, because if you're spending so much time in the operations and the day to day, then you lose sight of the vision of what yeah. you're trying to achieve. Like you had mentioned, and I'm, I'm relating to everything that you're saying. I'm like, man, all right, I feel inspired. I got to think bigger. Um, you know, mm-hmm. because you do get caught up in the day to day and the more that we can like build a team to help us out in certain areas to allow us to then focus on the vision because that really should be our main goal as um you know as entrepreneurs as digital ceos so yeah so like getting specific into like all right you're setting those goals do you um do you look at them every day you writing them down every day like how does that tie into your goals yeah man so if we're talking about from a a vision point of view personally mate i do it once a week so every wednesday now which i'll be doing after this because wednesday here in australia um, I have what I call a weekly vision mapping session. Uh, it goes for about 90 minutes. And basically I sit down. The first thing I do is I go my vision again. So I reread through those three things. So I've written something down and, you know, I've got like, it's not crazy amounts, but it's almost like, you know, it's quite emotive stuff. Yeah. So, um, I'm not just writing down, say impact. I'm like, well, I'm going to help. 10 million people or something like that. Right. I'm all, I'm almost saying like, you know, I'm being in the present moment with it. So I'm like, you know, I've, I've created a business that has such an impact on my clients' lives. Yeah. I can see people like they come to me and they're like, Luke, you literally have changed my whole entire life. You've saved my family, everything like this. So I'm like almost picturing myself being there and people speaking to me. Yeah. And everything like this and da, 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 da. Um, so yeah, with these, I just go over it again and I read through what have I written for those three things? What are the impacts? What's the income? How's the operations? And I kind of like just getting the, like the feeling of it all and, and feel the, the vision, everything. And then from there, 
I say, I basically ask me these, um, a few questions around the main areas of business. It's almost like, how do I innovate and experiment um, and improve the areas in my business that's going to take me closer towards my vision? So all I do is I spend um, 10 minutes on regarding marketing. How can I improve, experiment or innovate in my marketing? And I spend, put my timer on my phone for 10 minutes and I just have my journal and this is all right, written down, yeah? And I sit there and I write down any ideas that come. And if it gets to the four minute mark and I've run out of ideas, I just sit there. And this is actually challenging to do, this part I find, um, to sit there for the, the next six minutes and keep your mind focused without going off on a tangent, yeah, and sitting there and you've got to meditate sometimes. Yeah? You've got to sit there and close your eyes and just be still and trust the answer is going to come. And sometimes the answer comes, sometimes it doesn't, but you've just got to trust and be okay that, well, if the answer comes, awesome. If it doesn't come, well, it's not like I've wasted six minutes. This is just the process I go through, yeah? So I do that for marketing and then I spend, okay, once that 10 minutes is up, the alarm goes off, I then go to sales. Again, 10 minutes. What's something in my sales process that I can improve, experiment with or innovate or take it to a level that I haven't or do something no one else is doing? 10 minutes again, write down ideas. And it doesn't matter what they are, Nick, yeah? Like, they can be crazy stuff and half the shit is crazy, yeah? Half the shit's so crazy and just like, in the moment, you're like, that's fucking cool. But then you revise it and you're like, man, that's just fucking crazy shit. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, yeah? It's like anything goes, yeah? No matter what comes into your mind, you just feel it and you just go, yeah, I'm just writing this stuff down. So the next thing after that, I go to, yeah, delivery. So how do I, how do I deliver my program for my clients? better improve it experiment with it innovate with it same thing wait for ideas to come then i move across to team so how do i um you know manage my team better um which is the mind you the team's one at the moment it's not heaps but it doesn't matter it could be i could get an idea on hiring people yeah it could be an idea on the future it doesn't matter it's just anything that pops in my head um, and then there's the operations, yeah? So how do I streamline my business? What process, what system is the last thing? And that's it. So that's 50 minutes of doing that, yeah? So there's five little sections there, 10 minutes, 50 minutes. Then the last half an hour or so, which is, well, there's basically 40 minutes. This kind of depends on how many ideas. I basically go through my journal and my ideas and I look through, okay, what, a, what here is like legit? What do I like? And, and what's just a little bit of nonsense in this, yeah? We leave that. So what can I actually action here? So I go through and I'm like, yeah, individually. I'm like, I love this thing here. All right, boom. I've got to put an action point and it's like, it's got to be an action point. Yeah. So I have to set an appointment or I have to set some time. I diary, or I have to take action on it now, whatever it is. Yeah. It could be, maybe I look one of them, for example, Nick, I had the idea of, um, I'm like, I'm getting on heaps of podcasts. So like straight away, I'm like, how can I get in podcasts? I'm like, easy jump on BBD and I'm like, so I just did that in like, in like a couple of minutes. Yeah. So just things like that. Yeah. Anything that can be action within like five minutes I'll do, but if it's like something where it takes, you know, more time, I'll put an appointment in and that's it. The, the next half an hour or so is just actually setting endpoints for all those. And I just do that once a week and man, it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. Um, 
And I don't even know where I got this from, man. I got it from someone, obviously. I've kind of put my own spin on it a little bit, but I think I read about it in a book. I think someone spoke about, you know, they, they just sit down once a week and think about their vision and what they need to do to get there. And I just started doing it and kind of, yeah, added my own spin on it. But, mate, I, yeah, I've been doing it um, probably for about three months, I'd say. And, mate, it makes such a difference. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. So, yeah, I highly yeah. recommend ones that's not doing it. Highly recommend doing something like that once a week. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. Um, it's a cool strategy uh, in how we kind of you're getting very specific again, like from the operational, from the sales, from the marketing, and and how you can innovate. I think that's such an important part too. You know, like being different is such an important aspect of you know being able to sustain growth, continue to grow, and you know thrive in your business to be able to to innovate. You know, um, and that's so cool. And you mentioned so taking it back a little bit. You mentioned that you started at 16, um, which I think is so cool. So I'm 29 and I've, I've probably been on this like um, journey for the last five of like really starting to read and, and learn more. Um, so I'd love to learn more about kind of how you got started into this world um, from like 16. Mm. Well, um Mate, it's, it kind of came from like regarding around that era, why I kind of got into it. I had some like challenging times at home because like my sister, like she was, um, she got hooked on drugs and that caused a lot of challenges at home with the family for like, years and years and years. And I basically went through like seeing my sister go through some really tough times and hard times. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, ultimately she's almost like she's being the, almost like the worst version of herself. Yeah. Um, and I saw what that does. So because I went through all that painful times, I'm like, well, if that's what the worst version of yourself means, then I just want to be, I'm, I guess the opposite is what you need to do. So I'm just like, man, I just want to, I just want to live a great life. So I just, how do I live a great life? Yeah. And I just kind of went on this absolute hunt i'd call it i'd call it almost a hunt i was I almost obsessed over it as my life um and i thought early on in your days which is hilarious i just thought money was the the key to life yeah the key to happiness be a millionaire and uh you know you may, you know you gotta wear a, wear a suit and have a successful companies and businesses and all that shit yeah um and I just went to seminar after seminar. I remember I left school, like I, I went to this, this, this info night for a seminar and it was a couple of thousand dollars, I think maybe about two and a half thousand dollars. And I was at school then I didn't have any money. And um, I'm like, how do I get to this seminar? I really want to go to it. I'm like, I have to go to this seminar. And the solution I came up with is that I need to get a job. In order to get a job, I need to quit school. And I was in the last year of school, yeah. And um, there's term one. I don't know what you, the terminology that everyone uses, but term, there's four terms in a year. I was in term one, three to go and to finish school. It's in term one and I'm like, man, I was just like, I'm going to this seminar. I'm like, I'm quitting school. And my parents, like, they were very supportive, which is amazing. Um, people at school, the teachers and everything, are like, Luke, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like, you got, you got like five months left or something like that. You're going to finish your school and get your certificate. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to use my certificate. Um, 
for what I want to do in life. I'm wasting like an extra, if I stay here another day, I'm wasting a day. And I, yeah, I quit. I remember I got off the, um, I was getting the bus home and I'm like, oh, I need a job now. And uh, I got off the bus and uh, well, I actually was, I got off at someone else's stop and I'm like, I'm just going to walk into McDonald's and ask for a job. I was in my school uniform and had the backpack on and all that. <laughs> and I just like, I'd read all these, you know, self-help books. And I remember, have you read, um, oh, what's that book? Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, yep. <laughs> I read that. This is, like, this is like my guitar teacher back when I was like 16, 17, told me to read this book. And I was just like, back in those days, I was like, whatever anything said, I was like, 100% follow it, yeah? So if I had a teacher, 100% follow it. If there was a book, follow it by the book, yeah, line for line. I'd memorized all those. You know, at the end of every chapter, it's like, I don't know, make people feel special or whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. I had all those things. I'd memorized all those steps, yeah? And I just felt so confident, yeah? Because I'm like, man, like, this shit works. And I tested it out on people, like all the principles from how to win friends and influence people. And like, it worked. Like I, I literally used them and like, I got what well, I started getting what I want and you know, people like me in that. And I'm like, this shit works. And so like, I walked into McDonald's. I seriously, man, I was like, man, I'm getting a job today. Yeah. Like there's, there was not one, one bit of doubt that I'm not getting a job today. And just, I don't know what it's like in, in the States or anywhere, but Forget regarding McDonald's where I walked into, this was known because a lot of my mates had worked there. It, it was known for a place where it was like, there's so many people going for jobs there. You had to put your resume in. You're lucky if you get a callback type thing. So like the chances of you getting a job there was low. But I'm like, I'm not putting a resume in. I'm getting a job today. So I'm like, I walked in and I'm like, uh, can I speak to the manager? And they're like, um, uh, yep. Yeah. I said, hey, hey, mate, blah, blah, blah. I'm just looking for a job. And I'm, you know, just rocked up here. But just wondering if I can really quickly speak to you um i'm really flexible i'm willing to do anything and he actually spoke to me yeah? he sat me down he asked me all these questions and um he was like uh, he was like asking me what you know what my plan is and stuff like that for the future and this is what i was saying yeah i was like because i'd learned these principles from how to win friends and influence people i was telling him what he wanted to hear so i was saying like yeah look i want to open my own mcdonald's you know i see myself in five years time having my own mcdonald's and blah, blah, blah. And this is what, like, I'm, and I, and mind you, this is talking absolute rubbish. I didn't want to open my own McDonald's. Right. But I'm like, I'm telling this guy what he wants to hear. Right. And thinking it from, I was like, I think one of the principles is stand in the other person's shoes or something like that. I haven't read this book in 15 years, but anyway, after about 20 minutes, he goes, look, mate, he goes, I just don't think you're going to fit in here. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I just feel that you're too ambitious. And you know, if I asked you to pick, some rubbish up out the front, you wouldn't do it. I'm like, mate, I'll do it. He goes, yeah, look, thanks, mate. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, sweet, that's good. And I'm like, well, I'm getting a job. So I walked across the road and I went in the subway and I did the exact same thing. I would just said, mate, is the boss here? The boss happened to be at the back. And again, I don't know how I got through, but I got through because, you know, when people drop in and when even like, you know, you know, people go, oh, is the boss here? And they always go, no, the boss ain't here. Yeah. For some reason, they let me through the fucking boss. And I was out the back in the back, in the back storeroom, sitting to him. And he, I just did the same thing. I said, mate, I need a job. I'm willing to work any hours. I'm willing to do anything. I'm working. I work hard. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. 
uh, blah, 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 blah. I'll be one of your best workers. And he gave me the job. And I'm like, boom. So I started working <laughs> at Subway the next week. And yeah, man, I, I, I saved up enough money to go to this seminar. And um, yeah, I, uh, mate, from there, I just went to seminar after seminar. Mate, what, this is the thing that I do. I go down the wormhole and I forget the original question. So what was the original <laughs> question again? This was so awesome. Well, I was talking about how you got started on the oh, entrepreneur yeah, yeah. journey. So you did answer the question. But man, I, I mean, I was hanging on every word of like, you know, just I'm just picturing you walking into McDonald's and giving it and you walk across the street. I mean, this is an awesome story. Like so yeah. cool. Just committed. You know, I'm doing this, making it happen. You know, failure wasn't an option. You're like, all right, well, McDonald's isn't hiring. I'm just going to go across the street. Like that level of, you know, kind of commitment and drive. Do you know how many people would just like go to McDonald's and then they like didn't get it. So they just like go home. You're like, no, I'm going across the street and getting the next job. Um, and then you just started going to seminar. So I guess seminar after seminar, that's kind mm -hmm. of how your journey started. Did you go to a seminar before Subway? Or it was like after Subway, you started going to seminars. Um, I basically... Um, I was at, I was at Subway for a, um, a number of months and then I went to the seminar. So I think I basically, I remember I turned 18 when I was working at Subway. So I'm pretty sure from memory, I started Subway at March in March. My birthday's in May. So I turned 18 then I got a credit card and then I put the, um, I put the course on the credit card and then. I actually got into a little bit of credit card debt for probably, ooh, I reckon, till about early to mid twenties because I was buying so many bloody courses. Buying I mean, all I was is like course, I'm like course, I'm like oh, I want another course, I want another course. So I was buying too much courses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean that's like you know not the worst thing to be spending money on and racking up credit card debt. Um, yeah. you know, I guess a big part of that. So it's kind of a good segue into like, um, kind of action versus learning and like figuring mm. out that balance. So did you find that with like all of the courses that you were buying? Were you taking action on things or were you just kind of like being just going from course to course to course? Yeah, man, definitely. So like, um, I was the typical person where you'd buy a course, you'd buy a course and you wouldn't take the action. Um, not that I didn't take action. I did take action, but not nowhere near to the amount that I was actually learning and investing in. Yeah. So probably the first thing that, um, I remember the first seminar that I went to, they basically is called multiple streams of income. Yeah. And they taught you how to, um, they taught you how to invest into property, taught you how to invest into shares, uh, and also spoke about business. Right. And I loved, like, I really liked the property guy. Like, I loved this the guy that got spoke up and like, man, I just love this dude. And I'm like, I've got to learn about property, yeah? So then I, um, I got a job in real estate. And I'm like, well, I'm just I'm purely going to work in real estate to learn about property. And I worked real estate for a couple of years and I bought my first investment property. Um, I did the shares thing as well. Really struggled with the shares. Um, the property thing I loved and it was me, but the shares, I was just, way too impatient yeah and it was almost like my personality i didn't have the mindset for it yeah because i didn't have the patience and i was just like man i can't five percent return 
isn't enough for me. I want like 5% a second type thing, yeah? <laughs> so the, the shares when I did it then, um, it was almost like I put money in, I'd lose it, put money in, lose it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's things that I took action on, Nick, but there was so many courses, man. And it was like, I remember I went to one little, you know, those little info seminar things where they show you like the property dude gets up, share person gets up, business person gets up. I bought three programs in a day, yeah? Like went in there and this share dude gets up. I'm like, this is sick. Like I haven't heard this angle from the shares and it aligns with my impatience and what (laughs) I want growth wise. I'm like, boom, I'm buying it. And then this next dude got up and it was about affiliate marketing. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is, that's so easy. I can do that. I'm buying it. (laughs) Bought that as well. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm not buying it. This is lunchtime. I'd already bought two courses and I'm like, all right, no, no more. I'm out at lunchtime talking to people and we're talking about the future and we're pumped and all that. And then I think in the afternoon, these two couple, this, this, this couple get up and they, uh, they're all, I remember, that, I remember they had like bleach blonde hair and tan skin and they're all high energy and stuff. And they taught you how to use eBay to sell products and build a business from that. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I love this idea. And you know, I hadn't exactly had a business. I've been trading in shares and property, but not a business. And I'm like, I know I need to have a business. So this is going to be the business aspect side of things. So I guess what I bought that as well. Um, so three, three bloody programs after a, a day. And then after I'm like, you know, the reality hit in, I'm like, and I've just like bought 10 grand of properties of programs. I'm like, Time-wise, I'm not going to be able to put all the focus into making it all work. So, um, yeah, I, I um, one of them, well, two of them, one of them I got a refund on. The other one, they wouldn't give me a refund. And because I was young, I, you know, I guess I got walked over a little bit. Um, but, yeah, that just sat in the closet and I held onto it for years and years and years because I'm like, I can't get rid of this. I paid $3,500 for it. But probably about two years ago, I reckon, it was sitting there and I'm like, mate, bang, I picked it up and I threw it in the bin. I'm like, I'm just getting rid of it. I'm never going to use it. It's dated, so dated. Imagine eBay 10 years ago, yeah? Imagine having an eBay cost 10 years ago and then coming out. Like they had like they had like DVDs and stuff, yeah? It was like DVDs and <laughs> this thing was ancient. Mind you, anyone that's listening to this is like, DVDs ain't ancient, mate. There's VHS and tapes and everything. But yeah, this thing was ancient as, and I'm like, mate, bang, in the bin. So yeah, yeah, I definitely have had a um a habit of learning, learning, learning and not taking the action, Nick. And and the thing with talking about business, yeah, coming back to that, how many I've had like probably five businesses over my career. And the thing with you know how you mentioned about how I just jumped into uh with the McDonald's thing and just, you know, took didn't take no for an answer and went went for it. It's almost like, like, mate, if I had like that level of drive that I had then, but I had the patience that I have now, that's what I was, it's almost like I was missing back then, the patience. I was missing, I was just this young dude, impatient as hell, immature. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stick things out. I'd only like, you know, as soon as I hit some sort of resistance, I'd be like, oh, this ain't working next thing. So I had to learn that. Yeah. And it took a long, long time to actually learn it. Yeah. That's amazing. 
I mean, again, that's just like the process, you know, you figure things out as you go and you, you learn, you go with it, you, you roll with the punches, you buy some courses, figure out, all right, I can't keep buying courses. <laughs> I need to, you know, take some action on some aspects. Um, you know, what was kind of like your, like when you took that time and you sold, you know, returned some of those courses, did you have like a realization like, all right, I can't like keep doing this. Like, was that a, was that a big moment for you in transitioning to, I need to like be more specific and focused on one thing? Like, was that where mm. you started to realize you were more patient or, yep. um, did you like continue to go off and buy more courses? <laughs> Mate, do you know what? Like the realization came from, because, you know, back in those days, the goal was to make money. Yeah. I remember I had this vision board. It's hilarious. Like I, I laugh at this thing, man. It's like, it's so not me but what it was was like you know i had like you know the family picture and the car and the boat and everything like that in the middle of it was this big dollar sign so it was basically like life revolved around money so that was almost like you know i was kind of you know i was still damaged yeah i was damaged inside from the crap that i'd gone through growing up with the family and i hadn't healed from it and i just all i was looking man i was just like this i was this dude that was just seeking significance and I felt that, you know, we all we want to do is be loved, right? And I just felt that, well, I'll be, I'll have my love and my respect when I have heaps of money. So all I was doing was chasing money. And you can imagine where that leads you. Like it, if you're just money, 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 like you're not necessarily following your heart. And that's what I found, man, is that more money that I made, no matter how much money I made, there was always something missing. Yeah. And it got to the point where I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like I've got so many of these things in my life that, I wanted, but there's something missing. So then that made me go, shit, I'm not on the right path. Something's missing here. And then I went searching for that. Yeah. And that's where I, that's where I, I basically dropped the money thing. I'm like, all right, well, money's not the answer. What is? And then I, I remember I did a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, have you been to any, any of his seminars? So I went to, um, one that he was presenting at and speaking at. Um, so it wasn't one of his, but he was like the, yeah. the closing speaker. And I've been trying to go to one ever since the one that I would have went to. And I actually have a, a cousin that has like, can get me in to, um, yeah. I forget the first one is uh, unleash the powers within, I think is the first. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. But like, and then now everything that's going on, I, mm. I know he just did a virtual one, but I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like, I, yeah. I want the in-person experience. I want to be jumping around and screaming. I don't want to have a voice at the oh, end yeah. of it. Like that's what I want when I go to a Tony, Tony Robbins event, you know, where my feet are exactly. tired and, and you know. it's, it's, um, yeah, it is really tiring stuff. It's, it's tough to get through them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of them, but the, the one that I'm talking about, cause I'd been to UPW, but the one that really was like, I went to date with destiny and this is the thing that turned it for me. And I went to date with destiny because all UPW is like, you know, real power and goals, 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 that type of thing. So I, I almost went to UPW. It was great, but it was almost feeding the old Luke where it's like aim higher, make more money. That's what I got from it. Right. The date with destiny was almost looking within that's what i the transformation that i got and i remember going there and he's like you know the first day he got up 
And he's like, you know, everyone here is for here for a reason. Some of you know it. Some of you think that you're here for something, but you're actually not here for you're here for something else. And this week is we're going to uncover that. We're going to unblock it and we're going to transform that. And as soon as he said that line, because I, me going there, yeah, I was like, I'm going here because I just want to improve myself. Yeah, I'm all about peak performance and learning about stuff and getting better. That's what I was going there for, yeah. A lot of people were going there because, you know, they've been through bad shit and da-da-da-da in their life and it's been troubling them. I wasn't going there for that. I was like, man, I just want to get better. Like, you know, I'm operating at a good level. I want to get it to the next level. As soon as he said that, yeah, I'm like, shit. Because <laughs> I knew, yeah, I knew that I had, I had unsolved issues, problems, trauma with my sister and my family, right, which I was avoiding. And I knew it. And as soon as he said that, I was like, fuck. Because basically what I had done, man, is like I had, um, I had really closed my heart off. And I, I, at all times, Nikki, I avoided vulnerability, yeah? I was almost like, you know, always in control and confident and crap like that. And when he said that, I, I got very worried because I'm like, man, I don't, wanna, I, want, I don't want these people to find out that I'm hurting inside, yeah? I don't want to, yeah, I've, already, I've been speaking to people in the audience and telling them how I'm smashing life and shit. I don't want them to find out that I'm fucking scared and that I'm sad. So, yeah, man, that was, so, that was a really challenging week, but that was the turning point for me, man, because it, it basically, yeah, I, I, I had all this hatred for my sister, yeah, and I blamed her for, I guess, the, the pain that I felt. And, I, you know, this was intense pain. I wanted her to die at times in my life, man. Like, I hated her, and it was like, I wasn't a bad person, yeah. I was a really, I was a nice person, but I had this hatred inside me, and if you can imagine what that hatred does to you when you hold on to it on the outside, you're really this nice person, but in the inside you have this hatred that you haven't released. Um, so yeah, man, that thing, that seminar changed my life after the seminar. I, I, I made up with my sister and I apologized to her and I asked her to forgive me and I made up with my family and everything changed there and here relationships got closer with my parents. Um, and then from there, man, it's almost like I dropped the money thing and I'm like, what does my heart want to do? Yeah. Like, what do I want to do? Forget the money thing for a second. Cause all I did was like any business I went into was like, how do I make money as quickly and easy as possible? doesn't matter how I'm doing it. Yeah. So yeah, now I'm just like, well, what does my heart want to do? And that's what led me into coaching, man. And I'm like, I love helping people. And I'm like, well, two things I loved. I love business. And I'm like, I love helping people become the version that they want to be. Yeah. I love people helping them live the life that they want to live. And I'm like, you know, I'm going through this journey myself. So I've, you know, I've got some relation to it. Right. So that kind of, I, I was following this guy on um, Facebook. He owned the co this coaching company and this guy was like unbelievable. Like what he would do, he'd do these crazy fear challenges. Like he'd jump on trams and just do speeches. And I'm like, man, I want to be like this dude. Yeah. And I'm just like, Again, I did the Macca style approach, the subway thing. I just decided, I go, I'm not doing, I've, ne mate, I've never done resumes in my whole life. I've never, ever 
handed in a resume because I don't know this Maccas thing because it worked. I don't do the resume approach. I just go bang. I'm getting this job. How do I get it? And I just sent this dude a video um, saying, man, I want a job. He didn't reply. I sent him another video. He didn't reply. I sent him another video. I got an interview and I got the job. So yeah, man, that's what kind of led me into coaching. And I just, like you said, Nick sponge, yeah. Sponge this dude, sponged him. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. kind of, that's it. It's led me to, that's a massive mate. That is a massive story. It went for like ages to get us to where we're at right now. That was so amazing though. And I appreciate you being open to share all of that because man, that is just wild. You've had certainly like a roller coaster of, uh, you know, of all these things and kind of shows you too, like what going to these events and opening yourself up to these types of, um, you know, conferences and how it can totally change how you, you know, think about these things like this. That's one of my goals, you know, it's like have an event that does that for people also, you know, the Tony Robbins, the Brendan mm. Richards, you know, James Webmore, like that's how I, you know, envision, yeah, cool. you know, making that happen. Um, so yeah, really cool. And, and thank you again for, um, for sharing that it's hard to go in any other direction because that was so powerful, but there is one thing that, um, you know, we can kind of transition to, and it's something that it's something I always talk about on the show. It's like one of the only common themes that I talk about. And I find it very interesting to kind of get different perspectives, um, on this different aspect. And you kind of touched on it a little bit. You talked about your weekly routine of like writing your goals. Um, but you also mentioned, you know, it's early in the morning and you haven't started your morning routine yet. So I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of like how, you know, what your morning routine is and how yep. you've kind of done that and how it's helped you progress. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so mate, my morning routine kind of changes around. Yeah. Like, um, one thing I've kind of picked up is because I've been such a sponge my whole life. Yeah. Nick, and it's almost like if, Someone says, do this, I do that. I'm just putting my, my jumper on here because it's a little bit cold. Um, if someone says, do this for a morning routine, and I'm like, man, to the book. Yeah, I read this book and it's like, oh, it does this. You got to do this and you got to do this. I'm like, to the book, I do it. As I've gotten older, and look, I'm only 34, yeah, but I, I, I feel like I'm a grandpa <laughs> just because I've been kind of going on this journey for ages. And I know nothing at the end of the day. Like, it's like, you know, you, you just learn like what works for you. And one, one thing I kind of have taken on now that I'm a little bit more mature is that I find what works for me and I don't just go, well, that's how you do it. That's the only way I take parts of what I kind of like. And then I work for me. So for example, um, Morning routine, I do five days a week, yeah? Some people do, say, do seven days a week. For me, personally, five days a week. Like, I, I actually don't like doing a morning routine every single day because I get bored of it. Simple as that. So, if I did it seven days a week, for me, it personally loses its power because I'm like, I'm doing this every day. I'm like, I want to look forward to it, yeah? So, five days a week for me. The way I see it is that Saturday, Sunday, and I really want to stick with this as um, my business grows is that I really want Saturday, Sunday. It's like, you know, Monday, I mean, working is Monday to Friday. Saturday, Sunday is like family time and living your life. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like Monday to Friday is when I do my thing and I can get up, get out of bed, um, leave my wife 
and have zero guilt for it, right? Um, and do my morning routine. At the moment, I what I do is I do journaling, grateful. I've been doing the grateful thing for ages. I probably will always stick with this. I think it's one thing that I always tend to stick with, the gratitude thing. Um, just sitting down there and writing out what we're grateful for. And this is like, you know, this is like a morning routine 101, right? <laughs> yeah. Doing it. Doing, and all the stuff I do is 101. You're not going to hear anything, any crazy secrets here, guys. <laughs> but yeah, gratitude journal. I um, get my journal out and I write down. I'm like, what am I grateful for today? And I just write a little paragraphs. And sometimes from there, Nick, if I feel it, if I need to write about something, I'll write it. It's almost like I'm open to flexibility. So if I'm feeling that, hey, I want to write and express this, I'll write it. If I don't, I won't write it. Just whatever I'm feeling, yeah. But I start it with, well, I'm grateful for this. From there, what I do is I um, I do meditation. Now, um, here's the thing with meditation, right? I'm actually, I'm, I'm loving meditation at the moment i've never really loved meditation yeah I've, I've almost like done it as it's like well they say you do meditation so you do it right they say all the you know the, the top dudes and the girls are saying go to meditate it's good for you good for the mind i'm like all right well they're doing it i'm doing it <laughs> never really loved it and like they say do you know do you meditate nick i do yeah you know vedic say that vedic again meditation no, no you know what is vedic that meditation like just they like maybe you call it different. Like you do 20 minutes and it's almost like you just do a mantra over and over. No, I've never done that. Okay. So, well, I do Vedic meditation basically. So that's what it is. It's like, it's meant to be 20 minute sessions twice a day and you sit there and you repeat a mantra over and over. And the mantra that I found on the internet, for some reason, apparently you're meant to have it given to you or something like that, but I'm just like, whatever. It's like, aham. <laughs> uh-huh. So you just like you're sitting there and you're like, um, you don't say it, but you hear it. Um, and then you hear it and you're meant to just slowly take it to the back of your mind and slowly in the distance and getting more and more faint. And that almost that mantra, I guess it it keeps you it, it helps your mind not wander off, yeah. But you're not focusing on it, it's almost like becomes automatic. So that's what I've been told to do. In the 20 minutes, I'm like, I don't like 20 minutes. I'm like, so I did 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm breaking the rules, but 15 minutes, I'm more likely to do it. So I'm like, am I, if it's 20 minutes, I tend to go, Oh, I don't have time to do it today or I'm not going to do it. 15 minutes. I found that I actually stick to it. So I do 15 minutes. So I've broken the rules for starters. But again, it's like, what works for you? If I had some meditation guru next to me, they were like, Luke, you need to do it for 20 minutes because of this. And I've had so many people that I tell them about this in the area of Vedic, they go, it needs to be 20 minutes. I'm like, well, guess what? I'm doing for 15 just because it works for me. Yeah. So for, I, I always say this to people is that have, have a morning ritual or eat with anything. Yeah. Find what, like, I think you need to first try things. So if someone says do this or you're, un, you're unknown in the area, you need to give it a go for starters. I think once you've done it for a certain amount of time, then I believe that you can actually go find what works for me. What I don't think is right is that if you go, oh, I'm going to find what works for me from the get-go, because usually what it is is we move to our comfort zone, yeah? So it's kind of like, you know, I did cold showers for a while. 
Have you, have you done the cold showers at all? I don't know if that's a massive I, thing. No, I have. <laughs> um, I've been told to do it. I've said I would do it and I've never actually really like committed to doing it consistently. Cold showers is tough, man. It is tough, especially because uh, Philly, Philly's quite cold. It can get cold there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're living in a, uh, you're living in like the tropical, like Queensland, like some, I see people that are living in Queensland, Australia, which is warm. And they're like, I'm doing cold showers. And I'm like, mate, the cold, the cold showers in Queensland is like the hot showers in Melbourne or Philadelphia. You know what I mean? It's not a real cold shower. If you live in a cold place and you have a cold shower, that's a legit cold shower. Yeah. So the cold showers in Melbourne are cold. Yeah. And, um, I, I was doing the cold showers at one stage and you know, it was like, you get in cold, you get out cold. And then I know a lot of people, what they do is they get in warm, they put the cold on for a bit and they get out warm. You know what I mean? And if cool, but I think that if, you know, from learning from someone, you need to give a go who, who like if there's an expert in the area or whatever it is, and they're saying, jump in, jump out. I think you should give that a go first, get past the point where it's like, okay, I've done it. And then make your decision on where you should go as opposed to going, well, it's comfortable. I like, now for me, what works is that, you know, I get in warm. I do the cold. That's just a cop out. It's a cop out. Everybody cop out. I'm, I'm raising the cop out um, alarm there. Um, so yeah, getting back to this meditation thing. So yeah, 15 minutes I do. And um, I've stopped doing the, 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 I've stopped doing the mantra because the mantra shits me. It's like, I find that I'm like, man, I want to relax here. I don't want to be like focusing on this bloody mantra. And you know what? We've since doing starting BBD. Did you do the, um, the connecting to your higher self thing? You would have done it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. You would, I've you had would some moments. Yeah. We've talked about it actually in one of the more recent episodes. I've had a few moments of like, where I connected, I felt like I was connected with my higher self and it wasn't when it wasn't intentional. I started feeling it. And so then I immediately went into a meditative state so that I could better connect with it. Um, yeah. It's a fascinating uh, experience. So cool, man. Like I was like, when I did that little exercise with the hand, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> this, like, this, this stuff's real. This is legit. So cool. So um, lately, man, do you know I've been doing it and I've actually been enjoying my meditation. I don't think I've ever enjoyed my meditation more than I have the last few weeks simply because I'm like, you know what? I'm really digging this higher self stuff. Yeah. Um, I kind of explored spirituality a number of years ago, but it was almost to the, it was almost like I was, I think I was losing the meaning to it. It was almost like, well, not because I wanted to do it, not because it was me. It was almost like, well, the leaders and the are saying do it, so do it. Yeah. Is that so I was being that sponge, yeah. I wasn't being myself. I didn't really like it. I didn't really feel it was me. I was just doing the sponge thing. Oh, well, they're doing it. So I guess that's what you have to do. Coming back to it the last few months, I'm really feeling it now, yeah. And I'm actually like, man, I believe this stuff. I really legitimately believe it. And regarding when it comes to meditation, what I've been doing is that I've just been sitting there, Nick, in like 15 minutes. I put on some, you know, waves or something like that. And I sit there and I just be present. That's all my, my goal is just to be present and 
I'm almost like, because I, I feel that this is a chance to practice presence and be connected to my higher self is that if something comes up, cause ideas, I find that ideas come up in these meditations. I have my journal there. And if an idea comes up, I actually write it down. And previously, yeah, I've been taught that you have your meditation and you do your ahums and you, you know, you block your thoughts out. But now I'm kind of like, look, if thoughts come, I actually listen to it. And I'm like, man, that's a nice idea. And I write down and I can't, and like, as soon as I write down, I just boom, write it down. I come back to meditate. And that's really working for me, Nick. Yeah. So it's, it's not the right way. It's not the textbook way, but I found right now as the stage of life I'm at, that is really working for me, man. I'm loving it. So that's it. Journaling, meditation. And guess what I'm doing at the moment? I'm doing the mind your money. 30 day thing, mm-hmm. which is mate, I'm loving that. I'm absolutely loving it because the truth is that what I've found Nick is that man, if I had the belief that I had when I was 16, 17, anything was possible. Yeah. As I've grown up, limiting beliefs get ingrained in limiting beliefs and that's kind of what i woke up to recently where i was like man my belief doesn't match my skills my experience and my talents yeah and i'm like i've got to be thinking bigger i've got to i've got to recall the old luke i'm calling it the old luke yeah i've got to combine the old luke's belief with the today's luke's maybe wisdom i guess i should say not that I'm a wise man, but as in what I've learned over the years, yeah? So I'm kind of like, man, that old Luke had the belief that anything was possible. And I think that happens a lot of the time is that, um, you know, it's like the old thing when we're kids, anything's possible, yeah? We question everything. Like, why is that like that? Why can't we do that? But then when, as we get older, we're like, you know, we just become this adult, this serious adult that you've got to, you know, keep in line. You, no, you can't do that. Don't well, You're crazy if you think like that. Yeah. And it's sad, man. It's sad, Nick. It is so sad that we, we lose sight of who we really are. So that has been such a major focus. Just, you know, the last few months and it's going to be the, the next few months moving forward is I'm just feeding my mind on reminding myself that, you know, I can aim so much bigger and, you know, anyone listening to this, it's like, if there's something that you've been wanting to do or, you, you know, you really want to go for something, but you've got that fear or you, you think that you're not good enough, you're not ready, for example, or anything like that, like you have to 100% do whatever you can to start feeding your belief and have more confidence in yourself. Because no matter how much you study and take it from a person that has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on study and a lot of not wasted, but yeah, some lot of uh, courses sat in the box and sat in the closet and never got used. Take them from, from someone that you can study all you want, but it don't mean shit. It really doesn't mean shit. I would take, I would take, if you had two people side by side, someone that has skills, experience and knowledge and experience, yeah, experience compared to, but doesn't have a whole lot of belief in himself compared to someone that has unlimited belief, can do anything, but just maybe starting out doesn't have a lot of skills experience. I'll choose that person long-term for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent because 
you can have all the skills, experience, knowledge in the world, but if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to really take the action yet. The other person will take the action and find a way to make it happen, whether they do it personally or whether they find people to help them get there. So yeah, everybody, just go for it. What are you doing? This hundred percent, hundred percent. Like we've only got one life. Doesn't like ask yourself how old you are, Nick. You're tw- did you say 29. 29. You and I, we are one third through our life, man. One third. If we got a, we got like a, a pie and we took a third of it out, it's gone. Yeah. Now, the great thing about it is we've got two pieces of the pie left. We've got plenty of time and you could be 60 years old, 70 years old, listen to this right now and you've still got plenty of time. But at the end of the day, we also don't have a lot of time. Yeah. So let's just, let's just go for it today. Let's just make it happen. Let's just stop being controlled and dictated by our fears and living a life that we don't want to live. Absolutely. Yes. Love it. What a great, amazing note to, to kind of uh, transition and, and conclude here. Cause I think that, that was super powerful in, you know, again, believing in yourself, you know, that's such a huge aspect, you know, and, and being willing to take the action believing in yourself so awesome amazing luke thank you thank you so much for being here that was powerful i mean amazing stories some like tons of uh golden nuggets we'll call it um here so um where can someone you know find you get in touch with you um what's, what's the best place yeah man instagram would be the best place so the handle is at luke underscore page so page is just spelled p-a-g-e Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much, Luke. This was, this was fantastic. I appreciate your time waking up super early just to be on the show. It's amazing. So thank you so much. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the, the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it. If you leave me a review and you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.